Welcome to another episode of Pool Time with Max King here for Impact Sports, part of WDBM Impact MSU Student Radio. Another great show lined up today, a first for the Pool Time episode. We have an in-studio guest today we'll get to in just a bit. But first, we have some news coming out of the MSU swim team. Michael Hume was hired as an assistant earlier last week. He is a former Ohio State swimmer, also spent his last couple seasons as an assistant coach at the University of Denver. He's going to join the coaching staff for the 2013-14 season. Their previous assistant coach, Tim Loeffler, he left for a position at Army at West Point. He used he has spent his last four years with Michigan State, primarily worked with middle distance and distance swimmers, and he accepted that job at Army. So head coach Matt Giannotis and his staff needed to fill in that position, and here to talk to us about that and many more in studio, our very first in-studio guest, Michigan State head swimming coach Matt Giannotis. Matt, appreciate you coming on the show. You've had a very busy summer. What have you been up to? Well, it's been kind of hectic because we were one coach down. Our assistant coach took a job at Army. Uh, he's head assistant coach at the at the West at the U.S. Military Academy. So it's been kind of hectic for us. Uh, our summers usually entail wrapping up the uh, the school year. You know, as we as May moves into June, just wrapping up the school year, uh, and then kind of wrapping up recruiting for the kids who will be incoming. Um, and then you transition into starting recruiting. Uh, for the kids who will be in, you know, seniors who will be incoming freshman a year and two months from then, and then we also do summer camps um, with sports schools uh, for the kids who are are, you know, age ten to eighteen. Uh, so we had a couple weeks of that, and then we also coach Spartan Swim Club um, in the summertime here at Michigan State, and our kids on the on the Michigan State team join Spartan Swim Club. So it's a way for us to train our kids, and then we also take uh, some of the kids. Swimming is one of the few sports where you're allowed to compete for your school outside the school year um, at U.S. Nationals. Like last summer, we were at Olympic Trials, and then this summer, we were at the World Championship Trials. Um, so it's busy. It's that You keep yourself pretty busy. Absolutely. So you, you hired Michael Hume last Tuesday. And so why did you see him as someone that you wanted for your coaching staff, aside from the fact that you needed to fill in a position? Well, it was a pretty exhaustive search. I mean, we, we took us almost um, – Tim told me he was leaving in May, and we we really – Mike's first day was um, August the 5th, but I really hired him maybe a couple weeks prior to that. Mike is a good swimmer. I think he's a very Michigan State-esque swimmer because he, uh, from a talent standpoint, is not the most talented guy in the water, but he's really, really a hard worker. Um, he went to Ohio State. So he knows the Big Ten really well. He spent a year at Purdue uh, with the women's team, so he knows Big Ten men's and Big Ten women's sw- uh, swimming very well. And then the year that he spent up in, in Denver, he was doing it almost in a part-time position. So he really, you know, to give that up and to live without benefits and to live without really health insurance and stuff like that means that you really care about the sport and you're really into trying to launch your career, that really made an impression on me. I think he's going to be really good here. What role do you see him having on the team this year? Well, he'll take a lot of the roles that Tim had. Um, he'll uh, run our recruiting. Uh, you know, he's young enough where he can really relate to kids who are 17, 16, 17, 18 years old. As opposed to me, those kids are almost like my kid's age. So 
I don't think they want to hear a father calling him on the phone. They would rather hear somebody maybe a little bit younger than me. Um, and then he'll run our sw- our swim camps in the summertime. He'll go back to being camp director, and then he will really serve uh, really a mentor role for a lot of our for our team. You know, um, uh, like I said, he's young enough, and he's really he his he can identify with the kids who are currently on the team a heck of a lot better than I can. And then my other two assistants, Eric is our my diving coach is in his fifties, and Kathleen and I are both in our forties. So. Michael is a really good bridge uh, to the kids on the team, so that's really one of the roles he'll he'll probably be doing initially. Will be that one of the biggest roles that he has. Michigan State head swim coach Matt Giannotis joining me. The schedule just came out for uh, your season this year. I know every meet is a big meet. What meets specifically, non-conference or conference, that you look at say that's a big meet for us? We got to come to swim. Well, the Big Ten championships are always the biggest one, but beyond that. Um, we don't have any real dual meets that we would circle on the calendar and say this is one we really need. Uh, I would say the invitationals in the fall, uh, the one at Northwestern is big because we'll be rested and kids want to post times there. You know, I mean, for, on our women's team, it would be nice to finally beat Illinois. We've been kind of really, I mean, we've lost them by one point, two points, three points, you know, in a, in a 300 point meet that sometimes it's difficult to take. So I guess we'd really like to perform well on that one. But we don't really have anything on the schedule that you would circle and say, this is the big one right here. Let's look at the men's team for a second. You lost three seniors from last year, one of those being a huge asset in Jacob Jarzin. Uh, speaking about him for a second, where does he rank as far as best swimmers you've coached? The best one I've ever coached. And I would say in the history of our program at Michigan State, in the hundred, well, be, well, in the 90-plus years in the history of Michigan State swimming, I would say he easily ranks within the top five. Um, you know, we had a few Olympians. We had Olympic champion way, way back. And so you have to put those guys ahead of Jake. But uh, Jake is the best swimmer, the best athlete I've ever coached in my 21 years of coaching. He's no question he's the best. Was there anything unique about him aside from him just being very fast and skilled? What was something unique about him that made him so special? Yeah, he was really talented and he was really gifted physically. And I think what made him unique was he was really unflappable. He, he, as a freshman, you know, he's Big Ten Freshman of the Year, which is a difficult award to win. And then once you win that award, it's a difficult award to bounce back from. You know, there, there are a lot of people who won that award and then their careers petered out or their careers never really, like Jake won that award and then his career got even better. Um, so he, he never really felt the pressure. Um, and I, I think that's a, a result of his, his attitude and his ability to process things, he just was really unflappable. I mean, you know, as a freshman, he was leading off relays at the Big Tens, and that has a tendency to get the best of people. But for him, that was it. I mean, in terms of why he swam fast is because he was immensely a gifted swimmer. Um, and he, he, I think he really had the desire to be good, and he had the desire to stay out of trouble once he was here at Michigan State, make a lot of really, really good decisions. Um, but I think his it, the biggest asset that he had in terms of being a champion was that he just didn't he did not let things affect him the way it would affect somebody else. You know, talking about your current roster now, Brian Williams is an incoming senior this year, placed twentieth at the hundred fly over at the uh, U.S. National Championships in Indy. What do you expect from him this year, as far as you know, do you expect a breakout senior year from him? Yeah, I mean, I think he had a breakout junior year, so it would be nice to get over the hump. The biggest thing for him is to try to um, 
get to the NC2A championships, which he just fell short on last year. And uh, I think a lot of that is going to, you know, my, Brian needs to start being more consistent in terms of his decision making. I mean, he, he needs to realize, I think, that he is one of the better athletes in the Michigan State University athletic department. Not just that he's one of the better swimmers, but he really, from a, from a credential standpoint, where he's ranked, his world ranking and everything else, he's one of the better athletes within our department. And I think at times he needs to carry himself like that. He needs to learn how to do that and doesn't have a lot of time left to do that, you know. Um, but uh, I expect a big year out of him. I don't know if it's a breakout. I thought he has breakout year last year, but I expect a big year out of him because we really, really need him. For his breakout year last year, um, what what was his biggest improvements from sophomore to junior year? He was consistent um, in his racing, and he was really, really good at being able to to handle multiple races uh, through the course of one day. You know, now he needs to be consistent in the choices that he makes away from the pool. You know, relative to what he's doing socially, rest, nutrition. You know, how he handles himself day to day. Are you going to handle yourself more like a professional or are you going to handle yourself like you're in high school? And I think he's done a good job of getting to that point, but he has to get that much better, you know. Talking to Michigan State head swim coach Matt Giannotis. Matt, we've talked about Brian Williams already. Who else do you expect to have a breakout season this year for the men's side? Breakout season this year, I would really like, I mean, I think we got a good chance with Kyle Workman. Um, Kyle, although he didn't have a very good summer, he is very talented. He's very gifted and he's a good competitor. Uh, but in terms of who we expect big things from would be Pat Falkner, who's coming off a shoulder injury. He had surgery on his shoulder like two days after the Big Ten Championships. So his rehab went really well. He had a really, really nice, uh, summer in terms of rehab and he's really, really fit. He came by a couple times during the summer, and we saw him, and he was looking really good. So, you know, Pat is a multiple relay guy, too. Um, we have a number of people who are going to be sophomores this year. Uh, I would say Jacob Moore. Um, so so we, we have some people who are right on the verge of really breaking through, uh, and we really need it this year, too, because without Jacob, you know, losing Jacob is, uh, is tough. It's really hard. What are the team's goals for this season on the men's side? Well, we'll discuss them when they get back for school, and we'll kind of outline. But uh, my personal expectations for this season is to continue our streak of going to NCAs, which would be running at five, which would be great for our program. Um, to continue to be podium relays, which means we're making top eight in the Big Tens. We're getting our relays up on the t- into the top eight. Uh, to try to have a winning dual meet record and to really score more points. Every year we want to score more points at the Big Tens that we year before. Now we're losing a 40-point guy, which is tough. And honestly... I would really like for us to get back to uh, winning. It's going to be tough because Gene has Gene and the tennis program here has such a high GPA. But getting back to winning uh, the the award for the highest team GPA within the department on the guys' side. Uh, but those would those would be my expectations. Whether we meet them or not, we'll see. And I think our our kids and the kids who are seniors this year really have to kind of sharpen those things down into what our actual goals are for the season. Going back to the GPA. That's got to be something that you take pride in. And is there kind of a little, maybe a little competition within the department on who can get the highest GPA? Yes. And um, tennis has had a stranglehold on it. And then on the women's side, golf has had a stranglehold on it too. So 
Um, we've been close. You know, the, the toughest part is that we just on our on our men's side, not that this is an excuse, but we have a lot of engineering majors. And so we we have kids who semester by semester have difficult time, especially some of the classes that they have to take. We had a lot of juniors on the team last year who were engineering majors. That junior year as an engineering major is a tough one here at Michigan State. Looking at the women's side now, you lost five seniors from the women's team, but you have a big incoming senior and sophomore class. What are you looking for to see from the women this year? Well, I sent any. Uh, I told the team uh, in an email earlier this summer that I felt like we have the most uh, returning uh, Big Ten level uh, athletes that we've ever had. Um, now that doesn't mean we're going to score a lot of points. My, my definition of what a Big Ten level kid is somebody who can finish in the top twenty-four in the league with their personal best time, and we have a lot of those kids. Um, the the biggest thing for us is again, I mean, it's a buzzword with coaches, but just consistency. I mean, the consistency of you know, for the kids who are going to be seniors, are you going to be able to to move aside distractions, all the distractions that hit you when you're a senior, whether it's pursuing an internship, pursuing a job, getting ready to graduate, everything there. For the juniors, are you ready to to consistently work every day and and do what you have to do in order to get better? And for the sophomores. You know, same thing. And then for the freshmen, are you are you ready to make the adjustment when you go to college? It's a very difficult adjustment to make. So um, consistency is really a big thing for our team uh, individually and as a group, whether we can be consistent day to day, because really that's what we have to do. What is your relationship with Amanda Mercer? Well, I didn't coach her here. She swam before I got here, maybe four or five years before I came to Michigan State. Uh, I have a really good relationship with most of our alumni, and I would consider Amanda's and mine to be very cordial. I mean, uh, you know, she's not going to call me up uh, on holidays and wish me a happy holiday. But she does uh, keep in touch with the program very often. Uh, Her husband, Todd, actually swam at Michigan State, too. Um, so, uh, our relationship is strong. It's good. I mean, I, I wish her all the best in everything that she's trying to do. It's an amazing story too. Like, uh, you know, swimming across the English channel, then get diagnosed with breast cancer, then continuing to train while she's going through chemo and finish the swim up. Well, to me was unbelievable. Last year when we recognized her at the Ohio State football game, she got a standing ovation from green and from scarlet, you know, so that was really cool, and I was happy for her because I think she's really earned that kind of recognition from Michigan State. You know, they, they did that film, that Spartans Will film for her, and, um, you know, we have been as supportive of her as we possibly can, both as, oh, as a program, as a department, and as a university. We've really been able to put her out front, which was cool and well-earned, too. And swimming across the English Channel, obviously, is a, a tall feat just because it's so far, but there's a big difference between competitive swimming in a pool and open water swimming. Talk about that. What's what's the biggest differences there? Well, there's no walls, number one. Uh, the water is a lot colder, number two. Uh, there's currents that you have to pay attention to, in particular if it's a very difficult uh, body of water. You know, in a lake, if you're doing a lake swim, although that presents some challenges too, but when you're in a body of water like the ocean or in a channel, there the currents, they can push you and fight you at the same time. So you really, you really have to be uh, well trained in how you do it. It's a difficult thing to do, and then you know, just the unending issue. Like you know, when you're in the middle and you, all you can see all around you is water, mentally that's very difficult. You know, when you're in a pool, you can always basically either see the bottom or see the end. When you're swimming in a, bo- a large body of water, you can't see anything, and so that's difficult. 
talk about your freshman incoming freshman class uh, for both men's and women's. Uh, who are you really looking forward to seeing swim in the Big Ten competition? Well, I'd like to see all of them. I mean, I, I think we have a, a good class. Uh, the question is, can they make the jump? We don't have any real superstars, although one of our incoming kids, Adam Henley, who grew up in Holt but lives in Las Vegas right now, um, he was third at the Junior Nationals back in December in the in the 1650, so the mile. He's a distance kid, miler, um, and a good one too. We have a local kid named Adam Marsh who had a really good summer, and he's trained with us in the in the summertime for years and years. Uh, one of our women coming through the door is a girl named Sarah Love um, from Louisville, Kentucky. She's very good. She had a really good junior nationals this spring. Um, we have a couple of really good divers coming in. Brennan Labar, who's from St. John's, is a good one to look out for. And Madeline Sewell, who's from Dayton, Ohio, um, she's got a potential to be a Big Ten scorer. Um, beyond that, we have a lot of kids who I think have the ability to make that jump. Some had really good summers, too, which is nice. And, um, but I would say those, those names that I gave you are the ones I'm probably looking forward to the most. And as far as, uh, their specialty goes, do you find, are you getting in a lot of distance swimmers? Is it, uh, sprinters, uh, IMers, or is it a mesh of everything? What, what's your incoming class like there? Yeah. Every year, like we try to get every event covered. We didn't recruit a lot of sprinters on the men's side because we did have a lot on the roster already. Although you can never have too many of those. Uh, on the women's side, we just try to collect as many kids as we possibly can and then just kind of work that out. We we never really go event-specific. We just go who's a good fit for Michigan State, and then we go from there. Let's talk about your coaching career now for a little bit. You said that you kind of got into coaching as an accident. Talk about the unorthodox way you got into where you are now. Yeah, I started coaching because I needed to pay my bills for graduate school, and um, that's how I started it. I, I started with like a club age group program back in Buffalo, New York. I was in grad school at the University of Buffalo, my hometown, and um, I was in a PhD program in history. And really, the plan was, uh, if you were to go back in a time machine and ask 21-year-old me what I was going to do, uh, it was I was going to get my PhD in history and get a job and teach history till I was 109 years old, you know. Um, one thing led to another, and, and uh, really the club team that I was on had a lot of success and that really kind of fed the pig, if you will, where I started thinking, Hey, maybe I could do this for real swimming wise. And then the history thing got dropped. Um, so I went back to my alma mater where St. Bonaventure university was a volunteer coach there. And then really caught a break. And I, I mean, really a non-traditional in the way in, ter in terms of how you break into college coaching. I caught a break and, and Rich Bader hired me in 97 and I haven't looked back since. I really haven't had to leave. You know, you don't spend, uh, especially a school that isn't your alma mater, you don't necessarily spend a long time. I've been here, this is, I'm starting my 17th year overall here at Michigan State and I've been really, really fortunate to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, it was really... I was never, uh, hey, I'm going to coach collegiately and I'm going to – I thought I'd be on a college campus, but I thought I'd be on the other side of the fence um, in academia, not necessarily in athletics. 17 years now, what are some of the highlights that you remember in those 17 years here at Michigan State? I mean, uh, I'll tell you the highlight for me is every year at homecoming, uh, the alumni meet becomes more and more impactful for me because so many kids come back. Well, they're not kids anymore, but so many people come back that I have had a direct effect or influence or whatever you, I've had a direct relationship with. You know, when I first got here that, you know, 
that's one of the unique things in our program is we have uh, alumni meet that we've run, I, I want to say now, 58 consecutive years. And it's one of the, outside of the football game, it's the longest running consecutive event on homecoming, um, which is cool. And so when I first got here, uh, it was important to everyone, but it wasn't really all that important to me because I had really no connection to it. Now, when I look forward to that day more than any other, because I don't, I don't get to see, you know, you see somebody every single day of their life for four and a half or three and a half years, and then they're gone. And then you see them once a year. So that is probably, to me, that's the biggest highlight. Um, in terms of highlights athletically, uh, there's a number of, you know, whenever you go to the NC2As or whenever you get a chance to take a kid to compete at nationals or something like that, that's kind of a big deal too. Um, but to me, it, it's all, kind of woven together, you know, we're not, uh, one of the programs in this department, we're not really one of the ones that chase after banners per se, but, um, so, you know, the relationship that we establish with our kids are really, that's really kind of the most important thing we have as a staff and, and as a program. And it's just great to me, it's, it's great to see how successful some of these kids have become. Richard Mall, who I'm, I, I know you're aware of just, uh, he was a uh, former swimmer at Michigan state, really a swimming icon in the Lansing area, especially just got inducted to the Greater Lansing Sports Hall of Fame. What makes him so great? I mean, he was a great swimmer, and you know, after swimming, he did a lot of great things. What makes him so great? Yeah, he's my best, one of my best friends, and so we coached together uh, for a long time here. And he was actually on my staff when I became head coach um, for a while. First of all, he knows the sport um, inside and out. Second of all, he has a real passion for the sport, uh, regardless of ability level. Uh, he teaches a class at LCC, uh, and he uh, teaches uh, adults how to swim. Uh, or there's a conditioning class for adults in there, too, and the swimmers aren't very good. Other people who are swimming in there aren't very good swimmers. And uh, that doesn't stop him from giving uh, 100%. I would say that that's probably what and, – and, and it's genuine, you know – I mean, Coach D'Antonio says it all the time, and it's it's I to me. I think in coaching, if you're ever going to get into coaching, you have to really do this. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's what Mark says all the time, and that's a fact. Rich cares about everybody, and there's, it's genuine. It's not like I care about you because I can get a better job out of you swimming fast. Rich genuinely cares about everybody, and that's one of the reasons why he's in the Hall of Fame. Because from a, I was joking with him. I said, you know, from an accolade standpoint, he really hasn't done that much. I mean, he's been in one place a long time, and he's done a lot of things. But we're not talking about Bill Parcells here now. You know, we're talking about a guy who just has established relationships over the years because he genuinely cares about other people. And the Mull family itself is is a big swimming family. You're good friends with Richard, so I'm sure you're good friends with the rest of the family. Talk about the rest of the family, that some of their success they've had and, and what they're like. Just incredible. I mean, when you think about, you know, uh, family from Lansing, Michigan, Ian was third at the U.S. Olympic trials. He was an Olympic alternate in 96, and Al was on the U.S. sports festival team for years, swam here at Michigan State. Ian was an All-American here at Michigan State. Cameron went to Ohio State uh, and was uh, 10th at the U.S. Olympic Trials. He just missed making the team on a relay in 2000. And so, you know, they hardworking family, uh, passionate about aquatic sports. Uh, Al Mall still plays water polo um, all the time. Cameron is involved uh, in the city of Arcata, California, uh, running a recreation there in that city. And then Ian still coaches. Uh, not as much, but he still coaches. So... 
just an incredible family. Um, you know, the amazing thing is, is that Rich never made all of them. He didn't make any of them swim, although he was involved in swimming. And Cameron came to swimming really late, and uh, he was a really talented kid. And yeah, I mean, just incredible. Although I do say they get their athletic ability probably from their mom. He has spent the last 17 seasons at Michigan State as the head coach of the swimming program. Matt Giannotis, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Best of luck to you in the upcoming season. We'll talk to you soon. A couple things to recap that interview. Great job there by Coach Giannotis. Said he got into coaching in an unorthodox way. He was planning on getting his history PhD in teaching. He said he was planning on being on the other side of the fence. He pictured himself being on a college campus, but on the other side of the fence. Very interesting there, but certainly has panned out for him very well as he's made a lengthy and successful career at Michigan State. And we'll look for more updates. Hopefully we'll talk to Coach Giannota soon and the rest of his staff and some of his swimmers as the season progresses. A couple people scheduled to come on the show in future shows. We talked about it earlier with Coach Giannotis, Amanda Mercer, who was a former Michigan State swimmer. She swam the English Channel, and while she was trained for that, she was diagnosed with ALS, or also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And we'll talk to her hopefully very soon. Also, Michigan State head diving coach Eric Best will be on the show as well, and of course, we'll have more water polo coverage for the men's and women's side as their season is getting kicked off on the men's side. Women's does not start till spring, but we'll get all that coverage for you and great interviews and much more on upcoming episodes of Pool Time. Thanks for joining me again. I'm Max King here for Impact Sports on Michigan State Student Radio.